Causeway Cast, a podcast that explores the people, stories, and businesses of the Causeway Coast and Glens. We delve into the area's rich history, culture, and traditions, and showcase the amazing people and small businesses that make up our community. This includes family-run businesses, artisanal craft shops, local farmers markets, independent boutiques, and the diverse residents who call Causeway Coast and Glens home. Here is your host, Chris Arthur. Welcome along to episode three of the Causeway Cast. I am Chris Arthur. Today, we are talking to Gemma Caldwell, one half of the sister duo behind CC's Cakes and Bakes in Corian. Specializing in all things sweet, this bakery offers vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free options daily, and plenty of seating for customers to relax after some shopping in Corian Town Center, as well as a space to catch up with family and friends, or simply just enjoy a little bit of time on your own. Gemma and her sister Kirsty have created a unique concept for the business, with custom celebration cakes, cupcakes and giant cookies all available to pre-order and in-store. Tune in as we chat to Gemma today about her journey on starting her own business, the inspiration behind the name CC's and the challenges that she's faced along the way. Stay tuned. Hi Gemma, welcome along to this episode of the podcast. How are you? Hi Chris, I'm not too bad. Thanks, how are you? getting there um we're recording it one of these uh, snowy days that we have had this week and uh, it's uh, yeah interesting should we say already this morning <laughs> uh so welcome to the show uh how's it been going this week for yourself and cc's back kicks and backs um well we've we've closed mondays and tuesdays now just up until valentine's day so uh i think i picked a good week to start that with the snow so i'm i'm sitting and enjoying the warmth of my house <laughs> the fire on and the, uh, yeah. the bacon on and stuff like that yeah so we'll be back in tomorrow morning getting everything ready to go again everything fresh from 10 o'clock so we've ha- we have had a couple of custom orders actually yesterday to collect and um, we're still doing custom orders to pick up on those days that were closed so by no means like that's that's not stopping at all it's just the actual shop that's going to be closed yeah. for coffees and sitting in yeah. um so well, we'll get into we'll get into the custom orders and stuff later on. Um, yeah, but tell me a bit about yourself. What's your background? Um, so I've lived on the north coast all my life, apart from a few years whenever I was away for uni in Edinburgh. Um, so I've lived Corey in Port Stewart. Uh, I've spent most of my time working in that area as well. I suppose my my work background is majority is in hospitality. I've gone from managing four-star venues, hotels and restaurants such as uh, I worked in Kilgorm. I was in their defense, events division okay. um, and then I've worked in me and Mrs Jones. I was assistant general manager there for two years. So yeah, I've got a good bit of experience in hospitality. One thing I hadn't actually worked in was uh, a cafe or a coffee shop before, but this is what I'm venturing into. So Okay. Um, <laughs> a bit of a change then. Yeah, a bit of a change. It's a bit slower paced than what I'm used to, which is a nice break, I suppose. Um, not as long hours uh, as I'm used to as well, because obviously if you're working bars and restaurants, you're you're there till maybe two, three in the morning. But thankfully, I don't have to do that anymore. But um, yeah, I've got a good bit of experience in terms of customer service, front of house management uh, and sort of overall hospitality as well. So it's pretty much slowing things down and becoming your own boss, I think, was the uh, was the best decision you've made then? 
Yes, definitely. I'd, I sort of got as far as I, I felt I could go, I suppose, working under somebody else and somebody else's vision. Um, I had a lot of ideas of my own that I wanted to pursue and I thought, you know, this is the time to do it. I'm going to be my own boss. So I, I took the jump. So your previous experience in hospitality, how did it influence you going into this new business? Yeah, it's had a massive influence on, on CCs and sort of what what we've sort of pursued in, in our, our vision and what we're doing from popular products like my knowledge on the sort of the allergens and the food safety side of things. I've had a lot of contacts within the industry such as suppliers and, and that's been really useful and, um, and it just setting up CCs but also as we're sort of moving along and wanting to add more products and and sort of develop the business a bit more. Um, my approach on the customer service side of things, I, I am used to dealing with sort of more high-end customers um, and the customer service is, is a really big thing to me. It's a really important side of side of the business and something I'm quite passionate about as well. So my experience is, has been so important. Really yeah, I, think, getting where we're at. I, think, um, I think customer service, especially when you're trying to get a new business off the ground and you're trying to make want people to come in you you have to have that different level um for everybody that walks through the door and treating everybody the same way as you would treat somebody who is in a high-class hotel you know oh yeah Mm -hmm. and that's one thing i suppose that i I remember whenever i was doing a few interviews with with girls for cc's i did say to them what i what i wanted was to take my experience of four or five star venues and put that into a coffee shop so the customer experience had to be elite it had to be that that top level there's no excuse to not have that experience whenever you go into a coffee shop i mean yeah you're maybe just going in for coffee and spending two or three pounds but you should still be treated the same way that you're spending thousands of pounds it doesn't matter who you are or what what you're spending the customer is worth the the work 100 percent. so what inspired you to start cc's um, well, to be honest, I've always wanted to start my own business and I've known for a long time that it would be within the hospitality industry. I just didn't know what exactly it would be. <laughs> I suppose I'd always I'd always sort of thought on a bigger scale, sort of hotels, restaurants. Um, go big or ho- go home, as I would always say. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, but I do, I really enjoy baking. It's always been something that I've enjoyed doing myself and sort of flexing that creative side and I wanted to incorporate that into whatever I did as well. Thankfully my sister Kirsty is a very skilled baker. She's worked in kitchens and commercial bakeries over the last few years so it was almost a given that she would um, she should or could at least be involved uh, in something that I would do in the future. Yeah. In terms of sort of inspiration of CC's I've been following a lot of the the big sort of Instagram-y sort of bakeries in big cities so New York London Edinburgh um some of my favorite yes yeah. <laughs> and it's seeing all those all those bakeries and seeing what they're doing and you know they're steps ahead of of maybe a lot of things that we're doing in Northern Ireland and it's trying to be sort of on trends with them I am and in, in quite into my social media as well so yeah. I, I'm seeing a lot of what they're doing and it's it was just a case of you know I could do that too yeah 100%. I could do that why not so you mentioned your sister there I mean how is it that you came I know you she's a beggar she's that how did you decide that just one night that you were going to become partners and work together in this project I suppose the the initial idea of CC's came about 10 years ago to myself um 
I, I do have, well, I don't actually have them anymore, but I remember sitting drawing logos um, at the time, yeah, about 10, 12 years ago, um, coming up with a fairly clear concept and it was Cece's Cupcakes was what okay. I would, I'm a sort of drawing over and over again, uh, Cece's Cupcakes. So it's not too far away from Cece's Cakes and Bakes, um, but it wasn't really until last year that it seemed it might be a reality. I think it was March, yeah, it must have been start of March last year. Um, I just find myself really not enjoying my work and I thought, yeah, why am I doing this for somebody else when I could be doing it for myself and, you know, making those decisions and really steering where I wanted the business to go. Um, and I just I sat down and sort of laid out a rough draft of what I wanted to do um, and then took it to my parents. Yeah. Spoke with them because um, obviously it would mean me leaving my job. Um, I do have a mortgage, I've got bills to pay, so I wanted to make sure that you know I did have the support of people around me as well. I suppose Sorry. coming off the back of COVID and the hospitality industry, especially, um, suffered quite badly during COVID. Like, and I'm sure that yeah. there's a lot of people out there like yourself who have this idea in their head about what they want to do, like, and um, you can see where you've actually just went on and pushed and done it. Yeah, I mean, COVID was was tough for the hospitality industry in general. Um, I did struggle myself quite a lot with the, the eat out to help out scheme. Um, was was tough. Um, it meant that you know I, I was actually I was working in a hotel at that point. Um, and I I mean I was working sort of eighty ninety hour weeks where. You couldn't get a break. You couldn't get a day off. It was so busy. Everybody had been locked up for three or four months and everybody wanted to come out and eat. Everybody wanted to have a bit of life again. Yeah. And just the, the toll that it took on a lot of people in hospitality at that time was 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 awful. Like Nobody could have predicted that. No. Nobody could have. And a lot of people left the hospitality industry because of it. Yeah, uh, including myself, I did. I did leave. Um, I went to work in a sales job. I thought, nope, that's the end of my hospitality. I'm going. I got a sales job. I thought, nope, I'm going to go to an office. It's going to be fine. That's what I'm going to do now. And that lasted about three months. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, that is not for me. I need to be back in hospitality in the thick of it. Um, I, I, I just couldn't. I'm, I'm just not one of those people that You're can not sit for at an office. Yeah, I, I can't sit at a desk all day. Um, I need it to be out talking to people, uh, running around the place like a headless chicken probably, but that that's more my style. So, so when, uh, I went back in. When did you go to your sister and go, I have this idea, I'm going to open a, a new cafe bakery in Korean. And uh, she's went, yeah, okay, that's a great idea. Um, yeah, it was. It wasn't long. It was maybe a couple of days after I spoke to my parents, and and they actually said to me, or I, I take it this is with Kirsty, and I said, yeah. And they said, have you asked her yet? And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, a couple of days later, I, I got a chance to speak to to her, and um, I sort of ran through the the rough idea that I had given to to her parents as well, and. She, Kirsty's not a person of many words. She, she does that's her thing is that she likes to stay in behind the scenes. She likes to be in the kitchen. And whenever I said to her, she just nodded. And I said, So does that mean yes? And she's like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> as, e- as easy as that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, she's been working in uh, kitchens and commercial bakeries for a number of years now. And um, she was working in a commercial bakery just 
sort of before CC's and so it was a great job. She she enjoyed the job, but she's a very creative person. And as you can see from the cakes and stuff that you could yeah, produce. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's it's all come it all comes from from her brain in, in some form. <laughs> but uh yeah, she was I suppose a wee bit restricted in the job that she was in and she wasn't getting to sort of express that creative side at all. Um so whenever the opportunity came along, um that's why I sort of put to her that, you know, she would meet be making the decisions of the cupcakes, the cakes, the bakes that all went out uh, each day. She would be the one that's in charge of that. And she, yeah, she was She's just ran with that. it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Happy days. So, so starting the business, where did you look for advice in starting the business? Like, Because I'm sure, like, I know you have that background in hospitality. You've got that background of, I know how to do it, but mm-hmm. actually going now and taking over a shop in Corian. Um, I think it was a Bellamia before it was in yeah. yours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going in and, and deciding I'm going to take that shop, turn it into what we call the Instagram heaven uh, bakery, I think. <laughs> um, a cafe. And uh, I mean, where did you start? Now, I think, did I read about the Go For It program through Enterprise Causeway? Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose whenever I sat down and sort of went through everything, I thought, you know, I've got I've got a fair idea of what I'm, what I'm looking to do and, and had a fair idea of things that I needed to do in the process of getting to the point of opening a shop. But um, there's so much more to it than what I originally thought. I think but, people um, don't realise how how much yeah. there is to go through it. Yeah. And there's so much that is that can only be done maybe on the two weeks before you open, even down to your supplies, your equipment, your insurance, um, sort of the, the rent and rate side of things. There's so, there's so much extra to it that yeah. you don't consider, especially at the start. Um, but I had one of my friends was, he has his own business and he's planning to expand his business um, into um, uh, bricks and mortar as well, okay. and um, he was telling me that he was applying to the Go For It program through Enterprise Causeway, and uh, I said, "Well, actually, I might, I might do that too. Like, do you, will they be helpful to me?" And he said he had had one meeting at that stage, I think, um, and he said that they were really helping him with the financial side of things. Um, so I thought, well, it can't hurt. I'll get a bit of advice. So I just I just dropped them an email and I think I met with them within the next week or so. Um, so I had my advisor, Adam, he sat with me. They do a certain amount of hours on that program with you. Okay. And um, so we set up, I think maybe five or six meetings. And yeah, we just went through the business plan. He put it all together for me. I'd, I'd done a certain amount of accounting and sort of business plans in university and in other jobs, but nothing as in-depth as what this needed to be. Yeah. So he just really guided me the whole way through it. So they helped develop your business plan alongside you and um, and sort of get in contact with financial institutions, I'm guessing? Um. Yeah, they help where they can. Um. A lot of the time it's, okay, this is a list of things you need to have done for next week so that we can progress on to the next section of this. So he would maybe, we'd talk about a few things, I'd make a few notes, I'd go away and either research or contact people, um, look into different things and then I'd come back the next week with hopefully some answers then that we can sort of move on to the next part of the business plan. Um, they really, one thing I suppose is that they really work alongside you. It's, it's not a case of, 
sort of lecturing you and telling you what to do yeah or leaving it all up to yourself like they do work alongside with you the whole way through they want they want to help you get your business off the ground like yeah yeah oh definitely um so i mean on that note i mean how so steps wise contact in go for it they they then give you your, your business advisor um you put together your business plan where do you go from there then um yeah well it's i suppose a couple of weeks in um we were at the stage where okay have you looked at venues um and at that stage i was i was looking around there were a couple of venues that i was interested in um and whatever happened it wasn't meant to be for me somebody else got the the lease on on the place that I had been eyeing up and I thought oh you know that's that's a bit annoying you know I had sort of visions for that certain premises um and then all of a sudden the Bellamia shop came up and I looked at it and I thought that's the one for me that's it so really sort of going from there um whenever you have your your premises and you're talking to your accountant your sort of financial side of things and the solicitors that's whenever it all starts to become a bit more real yeah. and and then you can really start planning and because you can ele- you can sort of I suppose you can put those elements into your business plan then your financial side of things becomes more real as well yeah. and you can really start sort of planning we had a, a good bit of construction to do within the place because I was going to say um, it wasn't long after Bellamia closed that you guys nearly took it over um, well, they had, I think they closed actually through lockdown. Yeah, they, I think they closed um, midway through, if I remember yeah. right. It was nearly just before Christmas the first time. I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they had, and I knew that they had closed through lockdown and it had been sitting vacant maybe, was it maybe about a year? Yeah, I think, I think it, it was. Had. It was nearly a year before you sort of had went yeah. into it. And uh, so we sort of, I, I walked in and I saw, and I'd been in the shop as it was Bellamia before, and I sort of knew the layout, the layout yeah. and what it was like. So whenever we walked in and I thought, yeah, this is, this is a good size. This, I know what I want to do with the place. Um, and looking at all, it was very, it was very white, very clean looking <laughs> uh, as a jewellery shop. And I thought I need to add some colour in here. <laughs> So that's it was a good blank canvas to start with as well. Yeah, that, that I was just going to say that word of blank canvas because it was very yeah. white. It was very, you know, as you say, jewelry shop, and uh, yeah. but it's a huge unit. It is. It was actually is it was bigger than I sort of thought, and then I suppose it wasn't until because we had so much construction going on, um, it wasn't until we finished the the kitchen and everything at the back and everything was taken out that I sort of looked at the size of it and I thought oh it was bigger than I thought it was. it's that line of that have I bit off maybe more than I can chew it yeah <laughs> um, I mean looking back now I probably I would probably make the kitchen bigger and the shops were a little bit smaller yeah but um but you're always think thinking you're always thinking I I think when you're looking at a um a cafe business and I know if, if I was walking into it I'd be thinking oh, I need more floor space because I'm going to have all these customers and I'm going to be, you know, wanting to do yeah. these things and things like that. Um, and you don't think about, oh, I might actually need a bigger kitchen because my cook might need to do X, Y, and Z on it. Yeah, uh, even even storage, because that, that's one thing that we probably are struggling with is storage space. So my, my, my poor mum and dad, their garage has been turned into a store for packaging. Like a walk-in freezer. Supplies, everything, everything's in there. <laughs> So we we talked we touched about how you came up with the name. It was sort of a, 
it was a dream, Liam, I think, for yourself, because you were saying you've been drawing these uh, in, 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 when you've been working and stuff like that. Um, how important was your branding for CCs in the end up? Um, you know, as I said earlier, I think the cafe has been described as an Instagrammer's dream. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... I have heard that. <laughs> Yeah, no, a couple of people have said, and, I, and I've, I'm so glad to hear that because that is something that I really wanted to fish was was that sort of the visuals, the visuals which my face. You touched on that earlier when you were saying about that you follow different social media cafes on Instagram from New York to Edinburgh yeah. to London and stuff like that. Um, did a lot of their ideas maybe flow into yours or... Yeah, I mean, I, I do remember sitting, this was, it was, it was March last year whenever I was sort of winding down in the job that I was in and I'd started looking into um the aesthetic side of things for for CCs and I was I was doing some sketches and sort of writing down ideas and sort of trying to pull together I suppose like a vision board um with different colors and what I had in mind and uh, I went to a couple of friends and I sort of told them what I was thinking and they pulled up a couple of different cases on social media and showed me and I said, well, yeah, that's that's sort of what I'm thinking. And these were places that I wasn't following. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, that sort of said to me, if other places are doing this side of thing in different cities, other places that I haven't seen, at least I'm sort of thinking along the right lines and thinking of on, along what's on trend at the minute, what's popular. Yeah. So I knew I was I knew I was on the right track anyway. All the neons, I think, is on on trend at the minute. Like neons, flower walls, lights everywhere. Like, yeah, I wanted to put a lot of color in, um, and I think we got that. Because you, I think, when you're even even though you're only going in for coffee, is and you said that you wanted people to come in and have that. Oh wow, look at this! Um, when they come through the door, um, mm. I think it's that that's what draws people in and draw and and brings people back. Yeah, I mean that's uh, I suppose one thing I know we we debated it for a while me and me and the family because I said I wanted the floor wall near the wall I mean near near, uh, near the front door uh-huh. and they said no but people won't be sitting at the floor wall I said no the floor wall isn't for people to sit at it's for people to take pictures at yeah and and they said but but we people will be sitting taking pictures I said no people will be standing taking pictures and as we've got the floor wall it's it's opposite if you haven't been in before it's opposite the, yeah. the actual counter um, and it has the big neon CCs on it and that was one thing I knew from the very start that I wanted so if you come in even for a takeaway coffee you can get your picture taken in front of the CCs yeah. floor wall with your coffee so again it, it's all about that whole social media experience as well like because I mean yeah. Question I want to ask you is how is your experience with social media like Facebook, Instagram? How do you use it to promote your brand right now? Um, I mean, it's difficult. It is difficult. The over the past few years, I've used uh, Facebook and Instagram in terms of work, and the rules have constantly changed. Massive. Um, for businesses, um, it keeps changing, and it keeps making it more difficult for businesses to not only get followers but to reach more people and to sort of put their put their business out there um which is a shame because that's what social media is about it should be more yeah. being able to promote your business to x amount mm-hmm. of people by you know your tagging and by your like and even i've noticed that where it has nosedived so badly in the last even six months wow. to a year yeah i think 
I think Facebook was the first to go like that a few years ago. And I've now noticed Instagram has really sort of taken that as well. I know they're all part of the same company now, but um, I don't know if I don't know if that's just sort of as Instagram's turn to sort of make it difficult for people. Um, And I do like to make it quite unorganic um, sort of feed presentation yeah. and yeah and I don't I don't like you know you, you can go out and you can buy followers and you can do that but I, I think I don't want that I'm a business and and people need to buy into the business and people need to be customers of the business so I don't I don't think it's worth sort of buying followers to then just have a big following but I think you know? I think when you go out and you look at people who buy followers it you, you're buying followers in different countries like if you yeah. and you buy followers and you know and I've, I've heard about it before and I've heard I've, I've seen people doing it before you, you are buying bots you're buying people who have accounts who don't interact with your business and that's really what is you're looking to get out is you're wanting that yeah. local area you're looking Port Stewart, Port Rush, Limavady, Northern Ireland as a whole and yeah. you're not getting that and, and I think it has to be as you say it has to come in more more from what you put out and sh- people sharing it within the area. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, exactly. I can totally agree. It's it's become too much of a oh, you know, you need to pay to to be noticed. Uh, you need to pay for this, you need to pay for that. Or social media it used to be a, a case of going on and and, and going and having you know, fun. Look, look what we do. Look what we do. Yeah. Do you like it's it? You know like <laughs> it's, it's like you saying like having that flower wall in your in your in your cafe is more to, to bring your brand out to people like even if you're going to for yeah. a, cup of co- a, a, co- a cup of coffee to take away you really want somebody to use that flower wall you know yeah mm-hmm. oh, definitely yeah, that's, it was a case of having sort of ready made sort of places that um, we can take pictures and we can have backdrops for, for pictures of coffee or cakes are you going um, are you looking at expanding maybe that within the cafe um not at the moment, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I definitely want it to sort of um, within the shop to have different areas, and I think yeah. I've got I've got that sort of like there's different areas sort of divided off. There's a few things I would like to change and, and sort of develop a little bit, um, but it probably won't be. That's growing. Months. Yeah. <laughs> so something. What are some of the unique options offered in CCs? You know, maybe cake wise or coffee wise or stuff like that. Um, yeah, well, we've, we do have quite a few sort of unique aspects to the business. Um, one thing that we, we really sort of pride ourselves on is whenever we, the fact that we can uh, cater for people with dietary requirements. Um, so that's it's something that's really been sort of important to me over the last few years working in restaurants, um, that you do cater to those with sort of a, maybe a gluten-free diet, a dairy-free diet, a vegan diet, nut-free. Um, you know, there's so many... Um, health issues now that you do need to be careful and you do need yep. to provide um, something for everyone. Um, so we we do always try as as much as we can uh, to have something for everyone. Um, even in our counter every day, our our top shelf is always completely gluten free. Our second shelf is always vegan free. Or sorry, it's always vegan. <laughs> and then the bottom shelf is only so adaptable for everyone. Um, and that transpires over to our cakes uh, and 
the items that you can sort of order in advance as well. So any custom cakes, cupcakes, cookies, they can all be done gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, not free as well. That's what I was about to get into was, I mean, that is something that you also offer is like custom celebration cakes, cupcakes, giant cookies, all that. Um, yeah. I mean, where, if you wanted to go and order one of those now, where or how could you do that? Um, yeah, so just drop us a message on social media or our emails um, listed on our social media pages as well. Um, so just pop us a message or an email and we, we'll sort of take it from there. It's yeah. myself, it's on the other end. Um, so it'll always be me that replies to you. Um, and we can just talk through, you know, what you're looking for in terms of your cake, what yeah. that, what celebration or occasion it is, um, how many people you need to feed. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah, um, we just talk through all the ideas in terms of sort of how the cake needs to, like, needs to look size-wise. Really, you're the cake advisor of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that's, that, I suppose that's the other thing, is that it's me that talks to the customers about what they're looking for, and then I have to relay that information to Kirsty in the kitchen. Um, so we do sit down every couple of days and go through cake orders uh, and ideas that people have had and, and the messages that have come in. So we do have a very sort of open dialogue between us. Is there any um, one point where she's actually looked at you and went, I cannot do that. Yeah, but she's done it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the big sister, so. <laughs> so you just tell her you're doing it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure that you do get some orders and you're just like, how am I going to do this? And, you know, go for, and, and going forward on it, you know. Yeah. I mean, there there was one came in, um, it was somebody came in in person and spoke to us last week. Yeah. Um, and she showed me a picture and she said, I want this cake. Uh, and I said, like, no problem. We'll never copy somebody else's work. Yeah. But I can certainly do uh, something similar for you. Yeah. Um, and she's she's like, that's great. Happy enough with that. And they paid their deposit and on they went. And then I went and spoke to Kirsty and showed her the picture. And I was almost scared to show her because I knew it was going to be a lot of work for her. Yeah. Um, and she turned around and she was like, yeah, Gemma, that's really easy. And I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> it's really weird when you speak to somebody who is into bacon and bacon cakes because I, I know a few people who do it and mm. you're looking at this, I mean, I would know I would be looking at something and going, how will I ever go and try and make that or how can I ever start to make that? And you go to somebody who's doing it and you're just like, yeah, th that's really easy. I could make that basically in a couple of hours. And you're just like, no, you couldn't. And next yeah. sitting in front of you. <laughs> like, but so yeah, there's some things that I think, oh no, like I'm almost scared to say it to her because like it might, you know, it might be really challenging. It might take a long, long time to do. Yeah. And she's going, oh no, I've got a really easy way of doing that. I was, yeah. oh right, okay, well that's that's why you're the baker. <laughs> I mean, we on holiday in in Vegas recently, like, and um, I can't remember the name. Mm -hmm. the, the The baker, the chef, has a a place in Caesars, and it's cronuts. Oh, yes. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> They're just a complete different... You yeah. Know, you, you're just like, how can it be this two things at one go? You know? Yeah. It's, there's so many sort of hybrid foods coming out now. Um, and that's something that we're we're sort of wanting to, to get involved in as well. Like there's bro nuts, so yeah. brownie donuts. Um, yeah, those are those are pretty special as well. I like those. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like you are looking to keep... And I'm later on we're going to talk about that about is um about moving forward like you're you're looking at different yeah. things like cronuts and and you need to say like bronuts and, and all these different <laughs> hybrid foods that are coming in like i think that's what you need to do maybe keep in the game 
Yeah, um, every, the the world's constantly changing. The trends that are are sort of happening change so fast now because of social media. Um, you can go on one day and think that you're you're sort of on the ball, and then the next day you're you're behind again. Yeah. Um, and even so, I'm I'm learning that in terms of sort of what we're we're scheduling ahead. I, I'm used to working sort of three to six months ahead in terms of hotels, restaurants. Um, you're working sort of seasonally. Um, so at the minute, you know, I'm thinking of Valentine's, I'm thinking of Easter, and yeah. I'm looking into the summertime as well. But um, you would think that with a cafe. You know, no. <laughs> you wouldn't think that it'd be that hard with the cafe. They'd be like, oh, we'll cook the yeah. donuts next week. <laughs> but I think that's it's it. Maybe other cafes don't think like that, but yeah. that's sort of that's where my experience in hotels sort of comes in. I yeah. suppose because you're always thinking, okay, people aren't thinking of coming to stay tonight. They're coming of they're thinking of coming to stay in in three months' time, or yeah. they're planning for their anniversary, which is in four or five months. You know, you sort of you are thinking ahead, so. I suppose that's the benefit of, of that sort of organisational side of things. 100%. How important, I mean, uh, uh, some things I picked up as well that you sell in your shop is local products. Um, I mean, how important is it to use the local suppliers and producers that we have around the Cosby Coast in your own business? Yeah, I mean, this is something that I've been really sort of pushing over the last few years in, in my other jobs. It's so important to encourage and endorse uh, other local suppliers and producers. Um, and what makes it easy is that there's so many fantastic products to choose from around here. Um, for, we're very, lo- we're very lucky. Toys. Yeah, definitely. Um, like we use local whenever we can and we use sort of sustainable products whenever we can. And we practice as little waste as possible uh, as well, like in terms of the bakery. Um but so if we use we do use uh, Causeway Coffee in the shop. Okay. Um, we also retail their products as well. So um, we do have retail bags of a, three of the I think it's three of the different coffees at the moment. Um, so we use Kira um, behind the counter, and then there's Aoife and Una, um, and all the all the bags of coffee, all the different blends are named after the wives of Finn McCool. All right. Okay. So yeah, so there's another wee tie into sort of the Causeway side of things um we've also got taste joy which is a, a great local peanut butter producer Broder gold oil irish black butter lacuna moon notebooks i'm trying to think of everybody at the minute and i'm gonna miss <laughs> out so i'll maybe just stop when i'm ahead yeah <laughs> i don't want to miss anybody the whole t- the whole ts causeway thing has really exploded even over the last six yeah. months um with the amount of producers that we do have um Right here on the north coast, I mean, even Liver Baddies, brighter gold. Um, yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's crazy that we are so lucky to have so many people producing great food and coffee and you know and 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 everything else that we have um, right here on our doorstep. Especially when it comes to people like yourselves haven't been able to use them in your products. Yeah, definitely. We, we use we use them whenever we can do, and if we can't use them on our breaks, we've we've got them in the shop. Um, for sort of the retail side of things, um, we're we're part of Taste Causeway uh, as well, and they really do champion the local products and the local companies, and and they give you a platform, which is so nice to have sort of that support network there as well. Um, and it's a nice community being a part of sort of the local producers in the area. Oh, hundred percent. Um, I mean, again, I've been sort of brought into the TS Causeway thing through um, a friend of mine who who is involved with it and it's just it's growing and growing and growing and I know it is going to grow over the next six months into something a whole lot bigger um, especially for promoting local brands yeah mm-hmm. oh, 
Um, so, I mean, talking about the community and the locals and everything like that, what has the feedback been so far about CCs over the last year? Yeah, I mean, we've had really good feedback so far. It's always something that, you know, the, the like CCs, the brand, the the shop is, is like a part of me. So it's always going to be a bit nerve-wracking whenever, you know, we're doing something different or we're, we're getting out there for the first time and, you know, you're scared of negative feedback and we're, we're not going to be immune to that, of course, but the, the feedback that we've had has been really good. I think really everybody's like that. Yeah. You know, no matter if, if it's even in life or it's in, in business, everybody's always afraid about the one bad bit of feedback that comes through. Yeah. There's always going to be trolls. There's always going to be something. Somebody always has something negative to say. Yeah. Um, but as long as you can sort of right, ignore it. the wave. But, yeah, I mean that's that's all part of it. Um, I, I noticed on your own socials the other day, um, you were the, the cafe was commended and the people in the cafe were commended about um, by a mother who was yeah. allowed to breastfeed. And even the the the, the group um, here on the Causeway Coast were saying the same thing that you guys were were so accommodating with it. And no, that was so nice to see. It was actually another one of our followers sent me a screenshot of it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have seen that post. Yeah. Um, oh, no, it was just, it was really lovely to see. And then, you know, I, I read out to the, to the girls that, that work in CCs and to my family and stuff. And everybody was, was just so happy to, to hear that sort of feedback. And people commenting on how sort of accommodating we are, uh, the service, the and then the product as well that we're doing. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's nice to hear that we've been well received by by the community was yeah. really good well you, again looking at, even back at that like it, it's so nice you were talking about even the negativity coming through but there is a, a, the positivity um and and so many people mm-hmm. came off that one comment to say how you guys have done over the last year and it's fantastic to see yeah oh no that's it really does uh, like people don't think maybe how much it means to a business owner to see things like that, but it really does. It really sort of hits home that I am doing the right thing. We've we've set out and we've done what we had set out to to do. Um, so no, it does it does mean a lot. Like any little comments like that, any positive feedback or reviews, they do mean a lot, a lot to a business owner. One hundred percent, they do. Like, um, what advice would you give to someone thinking about starting their own business right now? Oh, um. Yeah, there's probably a few things that I, I could advise on. Um, I think probably the first thing would be to surround yourself with positive people. Surround yourself in a good, like a good network uh, of people who support you, because um, those are the people you need to rely on um, over the months and potentially years of sort of building up that business. Um, as I said, you know, there's there's always going to be negative comments and they do creep in now and again, negative thoughts and am I doing the right thing? But, I mean, it was even, it was Kirsty said to me one day, this is back in maybe September time. Um, so we'd only been open a couple of months at this stage and um, we'd had some plans uh, for launching new products. And literally as we were about to launch a new product, I saw on social media that somebody else locally launched it that day. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, I was like, oh, "Are we doing the right thing? I don't, I don't want people to think we're copying them because obviously we're not copying them. We're, we're ready to go, but they've got in there first. Yeah. And Krista just looked at me and she's like, "Why are you bothering yourself to to pay attention to other people?" And she's like, "You're not copying them, and if they think you're copying them, that's up to them. Yeah. But you know that you're not. So she's like, "Don't listen 
to other people. Don't get in your head about that. And I was like, you know what, you're right. Let's go ahead. Mm-hmm. And we just moved mm-hmm. on. So I mean, like even when you're, you're talking about starting a new business, would you look at the likes or tell people to look at the Go For It program then? Yeah, oh no, it's it's definitely helped me a lot in terms of sort of establishing my business plan, getting my finances in order. Um, I mean, as mentioned before, I've, I've done accounting in uni and in other jobs before, but nothing on this sort of level. Um, so even just to to be aware of of different things that, um, you know, different taxes, different insurances that you need, um, different aspects of the business that you might think. It, I suppose having a business plan it's just nice to have everything there on paper yeah, everything written down because you know I, I'm someone who I don't write things down and I rely on my memory a lot like myself <laughs> <laughs> but then all of a sudden I think I've got too much on my head and I have to make a list Yeah, um, but then remembering to get everything on the list is <laughs> the next challenge so having somebody there to sort of listen to what you're saying so you, you can sit in your meeting with your advisor and you can talk and talk and tell them all your ideas and tell them everything that you're wanting to do and they'll take notes and they'll put it into your business plan and they'll develop that for you so it's nice to have somebody else to sort of rely on that a with bit of a bargain. yeah and it's you, you know that you're getting the right information there you know that that's the business plan that's all the figures worked out for you um, and you can take that then if you're going to look for a loan, um, you can take that to the bank and you can present that to the bank and you haven't had to sit and agonise over those figures and for hours in the end, yeah. but uh, it's there ready to go. So what's the future? What are your plans now for CCs over the next maybe year, five years, ten years? Um, to be honest, I haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> but, <laughs> um but yeah, I do have a lot of ideas. Um, it's just fitting them all in. That's and at the right time. That's that's the sort of issue at the minute because there's there's too much going on. Um, we've just launched our afternoon tea experiences. Um, so we plan to do that on the last Sunday of each month going forward. So our first one will be at the end of January here. Um, so we are taking bookings for it at the minute. If anybody would like to book, just drop us a message. Um, we've also got some new drinks options coming soon. Uh, probably in the springtime along with a new sandwich menu as well. Um, we haven't really ventured into the savoury side of things just yet, but we are going to have um, some savoury options, probably from Easter through to September, October time. Yeah, just over that summer period to see how it goes yeah. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. We've also got a couple of wedding cakes booked in for this year, so um, that'll be fun. To get the before. first sort of wedding mm-hmm. cakes you've tried? or um, We did a small wedding cake uh, in December, um, so that was just um, sort of it was just for I think it was 12 guests um, but the ones that we'll be doing this year are a bit more a bit more elaborate substantial should we more, say yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have a couple of those coming up as well um, so a busy a busy few months ahead then yeah between custom orders custom orders are really busy at the minute which is fantastic um, and we always get a variety of custom orders to do. So whether it's sort of an elegant um, cream coloured cake with, with artificial flowers on it, to tractors and cows, to dinosaurs, to, you know, we're, we're getting everything at the minute, which we Sky's love. Sky's the limit type of thing. Absolutely. We love the, the variety that we're getting coming in. So it, it keeps us entertained. <laughs> so a few quick fire ones to sort of end it for you. These ones, yeah. uh, I'm going to spring them on you. Cookies okay. or cakes? Cakes. Cakes. Yeah. Coffee or tea? Oh, neither. I don't drink oh. either coffee or tea. 
Four beer, I know, four beer, I know. two in the in, in the cafe. I would go hot chocolate. Oh, fair enough. Didn't yeah. think of that one. Uh, sugar <laughs> or sugar free? Sugar. Uh, posh afternoon tea or tea in front of the TV at night? Posh afternoon tea. Yeah? yeah. Why? I think you just feel fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a controversial one that people will, can talk about after. Are you mm-hmm. a biscuit dunker? Well, I suppose you don't really do tea or no way. Yeah, I don't do tea, so I'm not really not really a dunker now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining us the episode. And um, I'm looking forward to see what the future holds for CCs and Corian. Um, and uh, I mean, maybe you can tell us where they can find you on social media, stuff like that. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, just search CC's Cakes and Bakes on Instagram or Facebook. We're also on TikTok. Um, so yeah, just give us a wee follow. If you've got any questions, just pop us a wee message through any of the social media platforms and it'll be myself so that it comes to you and I'll, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed learning about the inspiration behind CC's Kicks and Becks here on the Causeway Coast. Gemma has shared with us her passion for providing top-level customer service, her journey into starting her home business, and the important role that her sister plays within the new business. We wish them all the best in their future endeavours and hope to hear more about their success in the future. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep spreading the love for the coffee and baked goods. This has been Causeway Cast.